Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour two, VSIN Final Countdown coming at you live from the South Point Sportsbook in Las Vegas. He's Matt Brown. I'm Stormy Bonatoni. And it's kind of weird to me that we're already like approaching week four of the season. <laughs> yeah, like, I, don't, we, I don't like talking about it. It's crazy, right? Yeah, that. Uh-oh. We all this hype can, came into getting the season finally here, and we're already four weeks in. That well, feels wild. To we me. get eighteen now instead of seventeen, and then we're going to get the playoffs. So, like, we're we're not to that point where I'm like starting to get like heart palpitations. You're not yeah, yet. yeah, You're yeah. Okay. Well, like, I'm okay now. All right. Talk to me in two weeks though, when I'm like, oh no, goose problem. We are a quarter of the way through the season. Well, I think what makes it a little bit more surreal to me is that at, at this point in the season, we already are down to just two undefeated teams. And one of them is, of course, the Miami Dolphins. And there are these awesome props out there of, you know, when a team is going to have its first loss, when a team's going to have its first win, (laughs) Raiders, they still need to get on the board. We'll see what happens there. But with the Dolphins, so I think that if you had to make a bet right now, you would pay the tax and say that their first loss is going to come this week against Bengals. If, If I had to guess, that's what I would say. But is there any plus money opportunity down the board that you would be more willing to put your money on. This is fairly interesting, so let's take a look. Because I really feel like you would bet the Bengals if you, like, forced your hand because of all of the conditions that are coming into this week, whether it's to his injury, the defense being on the field for an eternity last week, short week, all of the indicators. So I already have our I already have our pro tip for this hour, so I'm going to hit this up here. Um, <laughs> so week four at the Bengals, minus 190. If you wanted to play Cincinnati on the money line right now, it's minus 200. 
So you would bet this market, and you would not bet the game Correct. money line right now. So you're definitely going to want to shop around between the various ways to bet the same game and see if you can get a more favorable number. Because as of right now, as we said, this is minus 190 for them to lose this mm -hmm. week. And if you wanted to bet Cincinnati on the money line, it's minus 200. And that's great because we talk about this a lot when it comes to the Super Bowl and when it comes to the NBA Finals and, and things like this, where it might be more favorable for you to bet an MVP because of the number instead of the team to win the game or to win the title. Because, like, like let's say the Bengals were to have won the Super Bowl last year. Joe Burrow is going to be the MVP of that game, and you're going to have more value betting him on MVP than you would have betting the Bengals to win the game. So, yeah. like, different things like that, approaches, and I think that's genius for this one. Well, I mean, like, this one is literally the exact same game. Yeah, it's, like, face. literally the exact staring same game. It's just, like, it's just a, it's just a different, different market value. for the exact same way to bet the game, and you're getting a better price on it. So, I mean, that's, like, this is, like, they're giving you a free 10 cents here if you just go bet this one as opposed to betting it on the money line as we sit right now. Yeah, I'm with you. Look, I already bet Cincinnati in this one. I bet them at, at two-and-a-half-point favorites, and oh, I so really do. so you're just mad you didn't see this market beforehand, then that's what's really happening. <laughs> and, and I really do. <laughs> And I really do think that this is a, a really bad, a really bad circumstance here for the Dolphins because you're coming in with a banged up quarterback. Even if Tua does play, I mean, he's not going to be 100. percent I mean, I think if you're dealing with a back brain injury, like back, not in concussion protocol, Matt, not I, in concussion protocol. Listen, listen, I all of my zero minutes of medical school tell me that there's something going on with his brain as well. I saw him fall over on the field. Okay, so all the things is that, that are going on. That what you on, looked like on Saturday night? On some, <laughs> not, not during football season. Not during football season. During any other. You months save that for a Wednesday yes, during football any, season. Any other Just months kidding. of the year, you might see me uh, looking all Tua esque out there on on the strip. But uh, if if you look here, yeah, I think this is the bet to make. I mean, and again. You bet it here as opposed to as opposed to on the money line on the game. Because look, Cincinnati just comes in. They got a base I mean, a pretty easy game. It was I'm not gonna say a cakewalk because it wasn't like they didn't just completely skate, but certainly not anything where they were stressed at all in that game against the Jets. And then you come off just a really, really, really tough game for the Dolphins against the Bills on a short week. I think this is where this all comes to an end. Let's say though, for the sake of this argument that they are able to pull off the win this week. All right. Which would be an upset because they do find themselves, as we currently sit, as four-point underdogs. Where do I believe the next loss would possibly come? And I think your best I think your best value on this is essentially to, like, go way, way down the lines. If the Dolphins figure out a way to win this game, they're probably going to figure out that a way to win a lot of the games coming up on their schedule because this is going to be by far the toughest game for them Yeah. until they play probably at the 49ers in week 13. I'm looking at their schedule right now, and I was like, okay, maybe if you wanted a shorter shot, Vikings at 7-1, to one, but then Steelers, Lions, Bears, Browns, Texans, they should get through all of those teams, you would imagine, on paper. But then you have the 49ers, like you mentioned, on the road at 40-1. to one, That could be a spot. That would be it. So, I mean, if you think for whatever reason, if you are bullish – on the Dolphins this week. Because the 49ers will have the offense figured out by then. Just wanted to get that Well, it can't be worse. They'll have it figured out. This is what we're going to say. It cannot be worse. It can only be better. Hey, come on. Yes, it can, only, on. It can only be better. And so Just utilize George Kittle, can't yes. we? That would and be awesome. So, I mean, I think the bet for me, if you don't want to play week four, would be would be probably week 13, 49ers. On the, because, I mean, listen, the, the, the test against the Vikings, yes, it will be a test. But what do we know about this Vikings team right now? That defense can't stop anybody. And, and this Dolphins offense has been unreal so far at moving the ball. And so I'm, 
I kind of look at this and say, wouldn't play that one only at seven to one. I think I'd probably just go all the way down to week 13 if I wasn't going to play week four. Okay. The other undefeated team in the NFL is your favorite team in the NFL currently, yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles. No losses, undefeated. No losses. Super Bowl champion. Jalen no, Hurts is it. free. Jalen yeah. Hurts is better in the NFL, I feel like, this year, like to start the year than he was in college. Like oh, yeah. he's, he, certain players are better at the next level. And it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense why, but I feel like he's starting to meet that mold and really could be in his career. But anyways, they are taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. It's the same number plus 230 for week four against the Jags and week five at Arizona. Um, What do you think about week six versus the Cowboys, who can be a tricky team likely having Dak back? This This one is interesting because... I kind of think I kind of think, think they get tripped that, up by the Jaguars. I, I, I was gonna say I think that if it's not this week, it might not be. It might not be at all. I, I don't want to say not, not at, at all. all, but I mean like it's certainly not anything that I would want to bet, right? I don't think there's any number on there that I would want to bet. If they get past this week and they pass this with like flying colors and without any major injuries, they are going to be solid favorites in every game. Probably the rest of the season. I mean, if you look, there might be, I mean, maybe they're short favorites at the Colts because the Colts might have figured, you know, by week 11, maybe they figure something out. Yeah, God help us. And then the Packers, Packers, they get the Packers at home probably, I mean, they'll still probably be two and a half, three favorites. That's what I was looking down the the deeper end of their schedule. I feel like the, the Packers just by name brand value and like what you assume about the team having things figured out by week 12 um, looks like it would be the toughest number there, but like where I'm looking at these teams right now, I like the Eagles way more than yeah. I like Green Bay. And I think competitively, I think, it's a way different game. I think just for me, because it's on the road, it'd be that at Colts week 11. And just, you know, you have a 17 to one in your pocket. If the, you know, if they happen to be undefeated by the time that they get to week 11, then you've got a great hedging opportunity for that game. And I mean, like it, it just, to me, their schedule is just so built for them to have like 15 wins. Yeah. It is. It really is. Well, especially now that we know that they've on the offensive side of the ball that they've been able to move the ball at a consistent basis, and that and that Jalen Hurts has been as efficient as, as he's been. So I mean, like, yeah, I think the one I'd put in week eleven at the Colts. Look, it'd be. It can't be. It can't be like a situation where they're. If, if they get to the Bears week 15, like, they're not going to let the Bears beat them. I, I understand it's 90 to 1. Like, like, no, but don't put we, one of those tickets yeah, in your account. We inevitably like, think that this team is going to get tripped up somewhere, right? right? But it's probably not Any by one of these Sunday garbage teams. Is a phrase for a yeah. reason. Yes, but, like, also be strategic about when you think that would be. If you think that they could go undefeated, which is very hard to do, 35 to 1 for them to be a no-loss team. Uh, Texans and Raiders, who is more likely to get – a win first. So the Raiders have the Broncos this week. Texans are taking on the Chargers. Then after that, I mean, it just, it just gets tougher for both these. I think, I feel like the Texans, they have the Jaguars after the Chargers and I like the Jaguars a lot. Oh, maybe when they play each other, maybe that's what it is. Week seven at the Raiders. There it is. Uh, Texans taking on the Raiders. Maybe that's the bet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you look, the Texans, it's going to be their best. I mean, like, this week they're going to get this is their best like, shot. They're going to get a a really really banged up Chargers team this week. That being said, I don't know if that's necessarily the way I would look. I mean, maybe week eight with the Titans. I mean, like because I think the Titans will probably be one of these teams that's just up and down all season long. Like they'll have one good, like they'll have a good game, have a bad game, have a good game, have a bad game. Would it shock me if the Texans knocked off the Titans? I don't think so. Six to one week eight. 
probably where I would put the money. Okay, but who wins first? Do the Raiders beat the Broncos this week? Because then they're at the Chiefs after that. So you're saying if I was going to bet, where do the Raiders get their first win? Like I'm saying, I don't, I don't think that this, this isn't a bet. This is just me asking mm. you the question. Between the Texans and the Raiders, who has a win on their schedule first for you? Do the Raiders win this week so it's them? Probably the Raiders. Yeah, probably the Raiders. And, and, and probably because they do play the Texans. And, you know, I would obviously favor them in that game. So I think that the Raiders do end up getting a win first. But I, I think that that's at least live there 6-1. to one. Week eight against the Titans. I do believe that team is going to be up and down all season long. I'm so confused about this team. Which one, the Titans or the Texans or the Raiders? <laughs> I guess all which of the, one that we were all talking. All of the above. Is all, it? No, but for the me, the entire Raiders, NFL. Actually, the Raiders. Matt. I'm really confused because this was a team you know that I was so high on coming into the year. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were severely underrated for the pieces that they have offensively, and it has been like a cookie and milk. They crumble. It's been ugly in my opinion and after week one where all you're doing is targeting Devontae Adams and getting him super involved we haven't seen really much of anything from the Derek Carr and Devontae Adams show that we all expected to carry over from college to the NFL yeah and, and you know again like I said yesterday I believe this team's dead already and especially if you kind of look at this <laughs> he you, said that so calmly yeah I mean I, I think they're dead already you look at the schedule I don't see a ton of like layup wins I don't see a ton of easy wins it's going to be rough but Probably for them, Texans week seven. Ay, ay, ay. That music that you're hearing is basically like the award show where they're telling me to wrap it up and get out of here. So we're going to step aside, but our guy Jonathan Von Tobel will join us on the other side of the break talking some college football and NFL best bets. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season on the right foot, not the left one. By subscribing yes. to VSIN Pro, get full access to everything we do. Our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. You get 24 7 video access, season prep, which includes our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering each game, pro tools, and pro tips. Sign up on our discounted football special. Get VSIN Pro access to everything we do now through the Super Bowl, just 175 bucks, or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. That's going to run you $796,000. 951 Colombian pesos. <laughs> You're so weird. And again, 25,000 yen. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Do we know that, that for today? You don't know that. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know the exchange for today. We might have gone up, or they gone up, or down, or whatever. Uh, like that's why we update these people. This every knucklehead is Matt Brown. I'm Stormy right. Bond and Tony. Yeah. Welcome back to Beeson Final Countdown. This I is got the money while we were need. on break. You know that? You did. I got an email that says you have money. And I said, what do I have Wait, money for? Wait, was that for? really the subject? Yes. said you have money? It says you have. I want one of those emails. It, it, liter- it Literally, the subject is you've got money from PayPal. Wow. Because I won my fantasy baseball league. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, Congratulations. I'm still playing one. I have one with a group of friends who, like, a lot of them moved away. And so it's kind of like our way to stay. Yeah. To, you know, it's our way to stay connected and all that. And, like. Honestly, what I've found through playing fantasy baseball and the reason that I have held on to it for season-long fantasy baseball, which, by the way, if you're wondering, is a grind. It is a ridiculous yes. grind. But it it's keeps not for you, me. It but keeps you, like, really in tune with what's going on in Major League Baseball, though, because you've got to know all the different players. You've got to know who's coming up and who's going down and which pitchers are good and which pitchers aren't good and which bullpens are good and which bullpens are bad. And so it does actually, from a sports betting standpoint, Really does kind of help yeah. me out. So you're going to think I'm pathetic um, mm-hmm. and I'm such a wimp, but I started a fantasy baseball league at the beginning of the season for that exact mm-hmm. reason because it was my first time betting like daily baseball yeah. and getting into it. And then when football season got closer, I just totally just, you just forgot on about it? the team completely. You're the person that punts on. on their team? I'm one of those. Uh, um, I'm also going to punt on this conversation because we have an awesome guest to bring in. Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT, for our deep dive VEASAN host and contributor, host of Live Bet Saturday and Sunday, plus the College Lines Reveal Show. Find all of his written content at vcin.com slash jvt. What's going on, my guy? 
Uh, nothing. I just uh, I didn't know that I was considered a deep dive person. I got to step it up today. It's awesome. Deep dive. Yes. We're go- well, and I want to dive in deep right yeah. away. So talking about surface level on this show. We're going deep dive. We're in going here, yeah. deep dive. Yeah. Um, because I mean the the big news in in my circle was that Hank Bachmeyer, the Boise State quarterback, had entered the transfer portal, and that's big news for a Boise State team that was assumed to be the preseason favorite in the Mountain West and has certainly not lived up to that expectation. They also fired their offensive coordinator, Tim Plow. So in steps a big upgrade, I would say, at OC with Dirk Cutter. All that said, you like the Aztecs on the blue turf this week, plus the points um, given what's been a struggle, a struggling start for Boise here. Yeah, you know, I, I think I'll take my my chances here, Stormy, with, uh, with your Aztecs up to this point. And I think it's been somewhat uneven for San Diego State from what I've seen here. Uh, but for me, the angle is just purely going up against Boise State, a team that has very much proven to be quite overvalued this season. Uh, I don't think they have, I think they have what, one cover up to this point. They might not even cover their second game of the season, but I, I think the market's just been a little too high here. And now you have a lot of turnover. And look, Andy Avalos has done what he can with this program, but a lot of what we see with programs like Boise State or San Diego State uh, is a lot of this in terms of power rating is just baked into it what we've seen from them in the past. And that's just not the case. You know, this is a different conference. Hell, UNLV is 8-1 to one to win the conference at this point right now for DraftKings. It just shows you how different this is looking with the powers that be in the Mountain West. And I think when you look at it from San Diego State's standpoint, I still think they have enough defensively to take on a young quarterback and a shifting offensive scheme here that they're going to be able to stay within this number against Boise State. So I've taken my shot against the Broncos a couple of times. I did it in the big picture in fading them in terms of winning the conference. I'm going to do this one more time here, and I'll take six with San Diego State and think that they're going to be pretty live in what I expect to be a somewhat low-scoring kind of sluggish type of game between these two. John, you are a man about town, but fortunately you will still be able to show your face around Las Vegas even if you win this bet because UNLV could win by two touchdowns and you could still cash this ticket. So you will not be shunned. You will not have things thrown at you. You will be able to show up at the local pubs and have a beer without people spitting on you or anything. But you have New Mexico plus 14 and a half. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm kicking myself, Matt, because so on Sunday when we did the college football lines revealed show, this immediately, so it opened up 14, and it got to 17. And I immediately was like, yeah, you know what? That's a little too much. And the buyback hope happened almost instantaneously. So we've settled in at this 14 and a half marking. It was actually as high as like 16 this morning, but I sat on my hands thinking, all right, let's see if he gets back to 17. Since we're back down here and I'm still getting two full touchdowns in the hook, I'm going to take it. New Mexico is an option-oriented offensive team who has not been very good, and their passing attack leaves a lot to be desired. But defensively, when you're looking at a 3-3-5 scheme with Rocky Long pulling the trigger as defensive coordinator and Danny Gonzalez, your head coach, who has his fingerprints on it, a solid core of linebackers and defensive linemen, I think this team has enough defensively to keep themselves in a game like this. And we'll look at it this way. They were taking on Boise State just a few weeks back. They were catching 17. Now you're taking on UNLV, and it's on the road, but you Rebels don't have any home field that's worth anything from a point spread perspective, and you're catching 14-and-a-half. It's clear that the Rebels' power rating has been juiced up by the betting market. We've seen it go up every single week. I have yet to really take my shot against it. I thought last week was going to be the case, but Utah State is a program that's in disarray right now. I think this is kind of the spot to do it now. You're coming back home off of a short week, having to get ready for an option-type offense. I think this is where you're going to start to see this. And Rebels offensively, their wide receiver core, a little banged up coming out of that game. 
against Utah State. So I'll take my shot, and I will expect that the Lobos are going to be able to stay within 14.5. Yeah, unique enough last week for them to be in the favorites role at all as a a 2.5-point favorite against Utah State and actually win and have success in that 14.5, I agree, just feels like a a little, a lot too much perhaps um, in Mm -hmm. this case. One game that I I, I know you don't have a a bet on necessarily right now, but I'm just curious your opinion on because you did cash the ticket with Oregon State plus the points last week. Now they're taking on a Utah team that needs style points Points. Obviously, they lost to Oregon State in Corvallis a year ago. The spread is 10 and a half. Just curious what you make of this number. So I initially thought that Utah would be the side for me, and I think that's going to be the case. I mean, the number has actually come off that 11 dimension. We're like, we're sitting on these 10 and a half. So part of the thinking here that I find is pretty fascinating is, well, I think the thing that I had to get better at as a college football handicapper and a college sports capper in general is situations do matter a little bit more for these college kids. Mm-hmm. But Matt, I think you and I referenced this like a week or two ago. We were on our Fridays, and that's something I had to handicap a little bit more. So now you get Oregon State, who did everything it possibly could against USC, played a fantastic effort at home against the Trojans. You cover, now you got to hit the road to take on a Utah team who is way more physical with the way that they play offensively and a much better defensive team, specifically up front with what you want to do. And by the way, you didn't really have that much offensive success against USC, a team that you should have been able to have success on the ground with, thus the really high total last week. So you're right, I haven't bet this yet, but I'll say if it continues to drop stormy and we're talking like a flat 10 or something like that, I think I'd be in the realm of back in the Utah in this spot. I think it's a much better situation for them than it would be for the people. Switching to the pro game here, looking at what will probably be one of the heaviest watch games of the year, Chiefs and the Bucks. You get Mahomes going up against Brady. Sunday night football. Right now, as we sit, this thing is sitting two in favor of the Chiefs, but it did hit three uh, yesterday, and you took advantage of that. You uh, you like the three with the Bucks? Yeah, that's the first bet I made for the week, Matt, is I snatched that up with Brady and the Buccaneers. The, the one thing that I think has stuck out when you kind of look at the, the Bucks from, from an offense standpoint, you know, Brady's been relatively consistent, and it's not like the grades for him from a PFF standpoint have been fantastic, but he hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been putting the ball in harm's way, and I think a lot of what has been going on with Tampa Bay offensively has a lot to do with their available personnel or lack thereof. But it does seem that reading some reports, they might be a little bit healthier this week um, than they have been in the last few weeks. And if you're going to get that consistent form from Brady and a little bit healthier when it comes to your wide receiver core, uh, I think that this is a spot where now maybe the market's kind of flipping a little too strong the other direction. I mean, at the beginning of the year, the, the Buccaneers are not a three or two, or, you know, three point two and a half point underdog at home to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not. They're, they're similarly rated teams. At the very worst, this is two and a half in the other direction at the beginning of the season, but it hasn't been the case because the returns haven't been there for the Bucks. And I do get a really good defensive team. Like, the Bucks are still one of the better defensive teams statistically in the NFL. I think this is another one of those spots where I'm just going to buy low here. Yes, the Packers went into that game. They kind of just sat on them like a bully on their chest and didn't let them do much and ended up getting out of there. It was a really ugly game. But if this team's going to be a little bit healthier and I get a Chiefs team that is shown to be a little overvalued with their own struggles on offense, I think that I'm in a spot here to buy low on the Bucks, and, and that's what I did. I grabbed that three right away, and like you said, we're at that two-and-a-half mark, so I feel relatively good with the number I grabbed. Just about a minute left here, but it is Teaser Tuesday, and my guy, I know you come locked and loaded with the action. What you got for us? So uh, I'm going to tease up uh, a couple of underdogs here, uh, Rams and Broncos. Uh, the Rams, I think it's relatively obvious. I think I'm going to kind of go on this angle that the 49ers – the market's uh, same over volume a little bit. We saw that the market got a little too hasty in driving that to one and a half. They lose that game by one to Denver. So I'm going to tease the Rams up to eight and a half. I know they have some injury concerns, but nothing, I think, debilitating. And I'll tease the Broncos up to eight and a half. I think the Raiders have some real issues, specifically in the red zone with their offense. 
uh, that has been very consistent in coming off of a poor performance against one of the worst defensive teams in the NFL, 1-12 on third down. I'm comfortable that the Broncos are going to stay within 8.5 against them, too. Awesome stuff. Thanks for doing this. Okay, good to talk to you guys. Thanks. Make sure you follow Jonathan Von Tobel on Twitter at me, JVT, vcin.com slash JVT for all of the written content. And of course, hosting here on the weekends. We're going to step aside real quickly, but stay with us. More vcin final countdown after a quick break. This is VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NHL season's almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN hockey season prep guide will be available soon with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better needs to know. This guide's a must have with key insights and data for both avid hockey betters and anybody new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season. VSIN hockey season prep guide by becoming a VSIN pro subscriber today vcin.com slash subscribe and the season is coming up soon october 7th is the first meaningful games from preseason action right now since i did not have a horse bet a horse racing read today i know matt has adjusted his artistic creations from a horse and i drew a hockey player to hockey player yeah. <laughs> I drew a hockey and player. i'm gonna tell you guys they're not any better than the horse <laughs> these are listen these are all going to eventually be up on vcin.com for you to bid on I will sign them and the whole nine yards. So these like will all literally. be, these are all ones of one of ones. Uh, these will not be ever repeated or duplicated. And I promise you that despite what you might see, it is not drawn by a two-year-old. This is actually created oh. by a grown man. Believe it or not. I know. Oh. I know. Crazy stuff here. Two-year-old at heart. But speaking of the NHL season, I am very excited that it'll be um, coming up relatively soon. Colorado Avalanche, your favorite to repeat. Stanley Cup champions. We'll see if they can get it done. The Vegas Golden Knights, however, have just will you be making preseason? Will you be making preseason hockey bets? Yes, probably within the next week or so. I'll dial in a couple futures that I like to to get to, which I'll make sure I share with y'all on the program. But for only, now, there are only three teams that are under ten to one. So the the Avalanche three eighty. Well, you can throw the Maple Leafs out immediately. Leafs seven to one and Panthers nine to one. They're not even going to make the game. And then everybody else is eleven to one or longer. So there's only three kind of like short favorites. The reason that like I reference what I did about the Golden Knights, um, who are a 25 to one shot, is because they've been among the shorter favorites every single year since that mm-hmm. first miracle season run that they made and, and it ultimately lost to the Caps. But their their the injuries that they've been plagued by the last two years. Um, now the goaltending situation that they have, it's a uphill battle for the Vegas Golden Knights. Their their team is legitimately unrecognizable from the team that went to a Stanley Cup final. You know, it's 100 to one. Kraken, your favorite. Uh, Can't hey, wait I'm to play so that glad. You know, there's a team that's a th- the, the the Coyotes and the Blackhawks are worth a thousand to one. Yeah, because it's going to be awful. A thousand to one. It's not even worth it. It's like, not it's even just, worth it. I promise you. It's just. Have you ever seen a movie before? <laughs> have you ever seen a this movie? This isn't miracle. This is. Have isn't you ever the seen a movie? 19- like I, uh, I want to be the guy that has the thousand to one Arizona Coyotes when they have this magical season, and I'm just. I, I, this isn't the I catch the little plane down to, to Arizona, and I watch them win the Stanley Cup, and I've got my thousand to one ticket. You know what would be a movie ending if you won Survivor? Oh, Let's talk through some of your options this week. We're through. 
we're through. And another another, another 20% of the field goes down this week because, oddly enough, 128 people picked the Chargers. Like, despite all that weird situation that was going on with them, like, I, I didn't even I didn't even get that. I was just kind of like, what, it made no what, sense. What, why roll the dice with that? Because it was, by the time that the like submissions were. Like, they must have thought were, that, that was the ultimate letdown game for the Jags. Like, that's that's the only thought process you could have, right, is that you just shut out a team that people thought was supposed to be good, so they're poised for a letdown. I did not see it that way at all, so it, I'm well, surprised people did. The thing that I didn't get, too, is because when you have to, when you had to make that pick, there was, like, yeah, you can see the Chiefs was actually the big one that took down 260 people, but the Chargers with another 128 this week. What I just didn't get, Stormy, was that if we're looking at this, it is one of those things where you, when we have to put this in at Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock, whether Justin Herbert was going to play or not was still up in the air. Mm-hmm. So, like, you were – those 128 people who were betting on Chase Daniel to do this. And, again, like we talked about multiple times – whether you thought Justin Herbert was going to play or not, he wasn't going to be him his full self given the injury that he is clearly like a fractured rib cartilage is not fun. That's not going to be a thing that you're just going to be chilling through throughout the course of a game. It's going to continuously hurt. Um, but the thing that stood out to me about those week three selection counts is another 11 no picks, which means cumulatively through three weeks of the season, more than 50 people, just shy of 60 people now have just not submitted. Have just not <laughs> Made a pick. They actually addressed this because they had so many. They had so many people go. Hold on, hold on. Another eleven people. Like, how is this even possible? You paid a thousand dollars to enter this contest. <laughs> to which they said, "We've had everything from the excuses of obviously my alarm didn't go off, or whatever, to someone actually passing away. Like, what? So, like they they said someone actually has <gasps> has, has passed away before. Um, Not this year. So no, they said, no, no, oh my gosh. No, they were just saying. The I was excuses, like, why are you laughing about? No, this? no, no. They were saying the excuses range from, okay. oh, my alarm didn't work yes. because you know. These things are so unreliable. Yes. Yeah, right. Your alarm goes off every single time that you set it. Like, so yes, the, no, the alarm went off. You just didn't work. And then, but all the way to, oh, that entry, that person actually passed, passed away. Yeesh. Yeah. Okay. So you have already used the Saints 49ers and Browns. I think the, the, the biggest favorite on the board this week, obviously is going to be, um, I guess the biggest dog, mm-hmm. let's put it that way, is going to be the Patriots this week, given their issues. So are you going against Brian Hoyer? Is that the pick for you? Yeah, I am. So it's going to be one or two for me. And I ha- will have to see because there is a pretty, pretty big factor. You like going against the grain too. If I'm going, well, and if I'm going, so I'm either going to go Packers or Lions, one of the two. And Packers being chalk, it's, this should be a layup win for them. Patriots on the road, backup quarterback situation, every, everything. I would feel very, very confident in that. Now I would be burning a team from one of the short weeks that we have to play later on in the season. I don't think that that week is the Packers play the Dolphins. And listen, if the Dolphins keep doing Dolphin things, I probably wouldn't want to play that game anyway, mm-hmm. right? So um, it's that not game really. feels too dangerous. In of my the opinion, I'm anyways. not really burning the Packers because it probably wouldn't be one of the ones that I would be that I'd be using anyway. Seahawks Lions is intriguing, and the other is the Lions because I have the Seahawks as the worst team in the NFL. And if I have them as the worst team in the NFL, and I have a situation in which they are on the road against a Lions team that actually does have an offense, right? And this is up to five here. It's four and a half rest of country, but I mean, it's, it's already up to five here at the South point. Um, I, though there is a question mark around Amon Ross St. Brown in this game, and I would not play the lions if they were not at full strength because mm-hmm. the handicap here, and especially in a survivor situation is 
the Lions are basically never dead in this game because they can score and they have been pretty good on offense like all all year long, right? And so even if the weirdest situation, I'm sitting in the fourth quarter and somehow the Seahawks have a three-point lead or something, I'm not really sweating it so long as the Lions are in full strength. I would still feel pretty good about that being able to get home. But if they don't have St. Brown, who's been really just the the – the key to this offense working so far for them. I mean, he is Jared Goff's favorite target for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not worried about the DeAndre Swift injury because Jamal Williams is like that's what I was going to ask as you good. next. He's okay. just as good. Like I mean, he's he's just as good. I'm not really worried about that. But the the um, the Amon Ross St. Brown thing is is something I am worried about. So I need to get a little bit more clarity on that situation before I really really consider the line. So as of right now, I'll probably just play the chalk and play the the layup here with the Packers. But um, the Lions are certainly in play if if St. Brown is like a hundred percent. Like if he's like, no, 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 it's not even limited practices, it's like full practices and he's good to go, then then they're gonna be in play. Because, you know, it's uh more options the better. While I don't feel like I'm burning the Packers, who knows what the Dolphins look like by the time that rolls around. Maybe there's serious injury concerns for the Dolphins by the time that rolls around and I and I would want to play the Packers. So the more of those bullets I have for later on, the better, obviously, but I'm not going to mess around this week. If the if the Lions aren't at full strength, it'll probably just be the Packers for me. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that the Vikings did beat them this past weekend because as somebody that believes in Minnesota yeah. this year, I need some things to bolster and start going right for them. So the fact that they were able to pull out that win late, I was happy about. But how does Detroit lose that game? You're up 24 to what, 17? 14. 24, 14. You're up 10 points going into the fourth quarter and you can't pull it off. Their defense is hot garbage. Completely hot garbage. And there's nothing they can do about it. Like, they are going to give up points all year. That's what I'm saying. Like, they have to be at but full strength. I'm just saying they only allowed 14 points through three quarters. And then. They have to be on full strength on offense for me to feel confident enough to do this. Because I, okay. I need them to outscore the Seahawks. Because the Seahawks are going to be able to move the ball. The Seahawks are going to be able to score. This this game, a Seahawks game. This game has a total of 50 this is a 50 total, and the Seahawks are involved. If that tells you anything of the status of both of these defenses, like the, the total's 50 in this game. So I need to know that the Lions, if, if it push comes to shove, that they'll be able to just outscore them. And if that's not the case, then I'll just go Packers. And I think the only other one out there that is at least in mild consideration, I guess, would be if you really wanted to get bold, which I don't think I do this week. But if you really wanted to get bold, you could look at the Giants over the Bears because the Bears I have is the second worst team in the NFL. But then now I'm putting a mm. I'm putting another really bad team up against a bad team, and like sometimes that just can go that that can go south. I so. honestly thought you were going to say the Eagles, but I understand why not. I like I know that the spread is six and a half, but I just feel like that Jags team is a little dicey. Two and, different reasons. And you might want to maintain the Eagles for later. That's it. Two different reasons. One, Jags have life. Like, they're live. Like, the Jags are live. And then, two, the Eagles play in a division where I'm going to get Cowboys games. I'm going to get Washington games. I'm going to get Giant games. I'd much rather keep them for later. You already know his power-rated top team in the NFL is those beloved Eagles. We are going to do our full top ten when we come back. Don't go anywhere. More VEASAN Final Countdown is wrapping things up. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. 
John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line boost and special. You can lace up for week four with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday. All season long, if you build a parlay of at least four legs and it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football and get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. And uh, we were just looking into some of the numbers as we wrap up our Circa Survivor conversation here because it's official now as we do the count. 75% of the initial entries have been knocked out. So 4,583 entries. Dunzo, 5,500. I mean, 1,100. 11. 
1,550 so 1550. Oh, yes. <laughs> 1550 remaining. Yes. Yikes. Math is hard. <laughs> it, it, well, especially when like, you know, you're trying to talk about promos and you're reading and things and, and all and the whatever. And there's somebody over here doing all these weird things around my face to try to distract no me. I have no idea what you're talking Who about. Who would ever do False. that? False claims <laughs> around here. But yeah, great. You are one of the few that yeah. have survived to this Two point. Of the Congratulations. Few. Still both, both entries alive. Not going to split them up, at least for the time being. Not going to split them up, at least for the time being. Only six people lost last night on Monday Night Football going with the And Giants. also, thanks to the one person who picked the Jets. That was a sharp, <laughs> sharp play. Sharp, sharp, sharp play by that one. Thanks Yikes. for that. Hey, well, congrats to the one guy that took the Cowboys because you're still yeah. alive, baby. Yeah. Um, let's get into some of our, our power rankings, though. We've talked a lot about the Eagles, mm. and they have supplanted the Buffalo Bills in your mind as the top team in the NFL. I left Buffalo at number one. Yeah, I mean, look, this Eagles team for me is the most complete team in the NFL. Like, I haven't seen anything where you can look at and you can point and say that it is an obvious deficiency for this team. And, like, you know, look, I guess we could we could basically poke holes. And if you look by at least single-season DVOA, and it's, it's the smallest of small samples, they actually come in fourth, and that reason being because their special teams right now is ranked 28th DVOA. If that wasn't the case, they would be the number one overall team, but their their special teams are so low that that's not the case. But you look at their, their offense is fourth, their defense is th- sixth, and so that collectively would have put them higher than these other teams. But if you look, I mean, it, it, for me, quarterback position, solid. Offensive line, solid. Defensive line, solid. Secondary, solid. We know the receivers are very very good. I mean, if you want to nitpick maybe the backfield a little bit, I mean, I guess you can. Miles Sanders isn't like the upper tier of running backs and what all that, but I think at that point you're really just kind of nitpicking things, and I don't think that that's anything that we need to be doing, especially when you consider this a passing league and really the best running back for the Eagles is the quarterback anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't see any reason why that for me this week that they're not the number one power-rated team. I haven't gone back to um, like check this, but I saw in a tweet earlier that was referencing DVOA according to this tweet. So I'm mm-hmm. going to see if, if you know the answer, because mm-hmm. you do look at those, those numbers a lot. The one team that is in both the top five offensively and defensively in DVOA. Yes. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Isn't that crazy? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. I thought that was stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, granted, their opener was against Washington, but I mean, a blowout of the Colts and, you know, you beat the chargers the way that you do top five in both. Thought that was cool. So you have the bills. Why, why the, so you're basically, are you just not penalizing them for them being like completely depleted from an injury standpoint this past week? Yeah. I'm not penalizing Mm. them for that yet. Mm. Um, And especially because I still very firmly believe that they outplayed Miami this past week and Mm. they probably should have won the game and they set themselves up in a lot of ways to win the game. Um, So I'm not going to penalize them until I see what happens this week against the Ravens, which probably yeah. will be the nail in the coffin type of a situation for them to move down. Um, it's They did bring in Xavier Rhodes, by the way, because of all of the injuries in their yeah. secondary, so they're trying yeah. to bring in the former. And it's not like I, like, plummeted. They're, they went from one to two. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, I didn't, like, oh, they, they're terrible. Yeah, you. yeah. Oh, no. they're terrible. I didn't do that. I mean, I just moved them from, yeah. from one to two. They need to get healthy, obviously, defensively, but I'm not penalizing them just yet. Um, and I do have the Eagles right there at number two. Here's another significant difference in yours and my rankings. But we do have the Chiefs, both of us at four. I put the Dolphins up to three. I am believing in the hype of what I have seen offensively. They're all the way down at seven for you. Yeah, the problem for me with the Dolphins really is just the defense, which I thought was going to be the strong suit. I thought the offense was going to just 
basically have to be middle of the road, and this defense was going to carry them. Because look, if you actually look at the skill position, if you look at at the at the positional rankings for this team heading into the season, I mean, like they were supposed to be right there from a defensive perspective. Now they don't have Byron Jones out there yet. He will be out there, and then at that point, you have one of the most ridiculous cornerback tandems in the league with him and Xavier Howard. So I mean, that is going to happen at some point, but he's not out there right now. He's on IR. So you you start to look, and it's just like, man, these teams have been able to move up and down the field on this Dolphins team so far this season. Now, some people would point at me and say, well, true, Matt. However, one of them was the Ravens, and one of them was the Bills. That's and what they my are, thought process is. These are very good teams so that it, they are going head-to-head with. But they, like... It wasn't just like that they did well, though. They had their way with this defense. I mean, they had monster offensive days against this defense. So that is at least my concern with the Dolphins. That being but said, they still won. that being said, that being said, a lot can be proven to me this week if they are able to. And I'm not even going to say win because I think they're in a really, really bad situation here against Cincinnati. But if they keep this very, if they keep this tight in show me that like, so okay, if they keep hey, this look, tight and lose. They'll climb your rank. It would still, it would probably put them at least higher than, than, than maybe one or two other of these teams, depending on, again, I mean, it, a lot of this is all how these teams kind of play out here. I mean, you and I both didn't penalize the chiefs all that much for their performance this past week, which, you know, again, there's some concerns on the chief side. Certainly you see Mahomes arguing with the enemy on the sideline, yeah. like all these things that like, it's not just this smooth transition. Everybody's like, hey, you know what's going to happen? They're just going to like, no big problem. It's, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, you know? Well, I think that this was the first week that you really like felt the loss of a Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill. And it made no it, explosive plays. No. Yeah. Against a team that you should be yeah. able to. So that was really surprising for, for me personally. So, yeah, I moved them down from two to four. Um, as we continue to go down, you're very high on the Rams still. You have them as the third best team in the NFL. I have them down at six. Um, I know they're, they're two and one with their lone loss to the favorite to win this year's Super Bowl in Buffalo. But the wins that they've been against are against Atlanta, who they let creep back into a game and a Cardinals team that I am not impressed with in the slightest. So maybe this week against San Francisco on Monday night will be that kind of deciding factor on how I feel about L.A. Yep, this could be a this could be a full on like plummet type situation for them for me if they don't show up in this game, like, because it, I looked at those wins is they just kind of slept walk through those yes. wins. And again, I don't hold, I think the bills are awesome. I would say I have them too. You have them one. Like, I think the bills are awesome. I don't hold that loss against them really here, but if they don't show me something this week, for sure, this is the team that I think could, could have the biggest fall for me this week in the power rankings for sure. I mean, I think the other interesting deal, I have Ravens fifth is to where you have them eighth and I guess I'm a little bit hypocritical here because the same concerns that I have for the Dolphins exist for the Ravens, which is the fact that they have a really good offense and a poor defense. But I think that the Ravens offense on a more consistent basis is going to show up because it's just so built around Lamar Jackson in the way that he's able to be so dynamic at the position. That being said, one of the more interesting things that I saw, and this came from Warren Sharp earlier today is Lamar Jackson is, is delivering the best passing efficiency versus the blitz of any quarterback in the NFL over the last 10 years, over the last 10 years, like the blitz is not affecting him in the least bit. And here's the other thing that's awesome about Lamar Jackson. If he's delivering accurate balls against the blitz, the other thing the blitz does is if you're bringing all of these guys 
it sometimes leaves these lanes open, right? I mean, because if you have all these guys that are coming in the backfield and they're not out there looking at Lamar Jackson. So blitzing him has been a, a, a double-edged sword, mm-hmm. too, because, like, he's sitting here where he can't get he, – he's throwing at a very high accuracy, and then also he's able to – it's creating running lanes for him. So, yeah, I just – I really do like the Ravens a lot. But, again, I do understand that that's hypocritical whenever I'm talking about that that's my, that's my knock against the Dolphins. You kept the Bucks at six. They went down a little bit for me mm-hmm. just with another loss. And um, what we do have also very – a lot of cohesion on is that the Chargers and 49ers are both now out. Um, Chargers – Given the loss, given all the injuries for mm-hmm. them, and the 49ers, they, they had just creeped back into the rankings last week, us being believers that maybe Jimmy Garoppolo could guide this offense a little bit more efficient, efficiently, and we obviously did not see that out the gate. So maybe <laughs> they can creep their way back in if they get a win over the defending Super Bowl champions on Monday night. TBD there. We do need to wrap up the to, hour, though. To your, final- I want to show this one graphic very quickly because it proves your point a little bit earlier. There are only a handful of teams here that have positive EPA in both their offense and defense. And some of them you would guess the chiefs, the bills, the Eagles, who's that other team up there in the upper right-hand corner? Yes, that is the Jags. Jaguars. There are only four teams with offensive and defensive EPA per play over in the positive, and they are one of the four That's teams. That's why I'm telling you I'm not sleeping on the Jaguars. The way that they have come out has been really impressive. Um, we are going to wrap out this hour of Easton Final Countdown with our final pro tip, and it comes from the thought process that we talked about earlier, that there are alternate ways that you can bet the same game and find value. Like we talked about, you could bet one loss for the Dolphins, their first loss for the Dolphins, rather, was a minus 190 price <laughs> versus taking the Bengals' money line where it's $2. Yep, yep. And there's like infinite different ways to bet these games now and there's infinite different ways with all these different markets. So just do a little bit of research, do a little bit of research, you can save yourself some That's money. a way cooler way than just saying shop around. Yeah, it is. It really is. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 